Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by GetGo Cafe and Market, where Alex, they always got fresh food, fresh subs, they've got great options, clean, clean pickup service, you can do curbside delivery, GetGo Cafe and Market, get your food right now, I've been using them all throughout this time. Will they deliver to, uh, I think I'm still in Ohio, or Chicago, <laughs> or wherever I am, wherever Whatever this goes live? wherever you're pulling ladies and gentlemen normally i be i'm here doing java with dale lolly but here i am with alex stump who's on the road literally on the road on his way to chicago to see the pirates take on the cubs so we're gonna do a baseball java here getting y'all ready for that before we, we talk anything about the cubs alex you did your 10 thoughts on the pirates and the series that they've gone through they've been through two series um that, you know, a lot of people are wondering, you know, what's going on? What, what are the expectations? We saw Colin Moran do the thing that he always does by getting the early runs. But uh, there's nobody scoring early in these games. And that was something that you touched upon. Uh, give us some of your wisdom as far as what the Buckos are going through right now. I mean, it's early in the season. So those slumps, everyone's going to go through a six-game stretch that we've seen Brian Reynolds go through or we've seen Josh Bell go through. I mean, Reynolds might be kind of the exception because he didn't have that at all his rookie season. But whenever you have, you know, it's stacked one on top of the other, one through four. I mean, with Frazier and Newman also in the mix, they've just been bad these first two series. I know Frazier had the big hit. Uh, Reynolds had a couple hits a couple nights ago. But you can pretty much count on one hand how many hits they've had as a group. It's not good. It's, it's less than ideal to go through. And it's really the, the starters that they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. um, Shelton talked about coming in, how, you know, pitchers are ahead of the hitters. Okay, that's as common. And he also said that he felt the starting pitchers are going to be ahead of the relievers because it's easier for them to prepare, you know, during the shutdown. You know, I have to throw X amount of innings today in a bullpen or however the situation is. So the hitters are behind, the starters are ahead, Starters are blowing past the Pirates right now, and that's concerning. It, 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 the Florida Marlins, who played three games this year, mm -hmm. and God knows when the next time they're going to play, have scored more runs in the first six innings than the Pirates. Uh, that's a yikes. Now, here's, here's a serious question, though, because we're looking at the Pirates. We're seeing their struggles. As a person who's always watched the Pirates, I know they, they, they normally struggle early. They normally come out the gate, they stumble, and then they eventually when – they when they were competitive, even then they, they would figure it out by, like, the second or third month, and then they'd be, you know, in, in the hunt. But right now it seems like, you know, everyone's anxious because you got the new manager, and on top of that you got what's going on with COVID, and you got the shortened season. What are your takeaways for – what their approach is right now. I mean, everyone was talking about how pitchers were going to have an advantage because of this, the, the situation we're in and how things have played out so far. But do you look at the approach that they're taking collectively at the plate and the battles that they've been through, where do you think that they're headed as far as a group right now with, you know, with, with facing those pitchers? Do you think that's something that they'll ever be able to overcome or that's just, that's what we, we, we got to get ready to watch them endure? I think it will eventually, you know, they'll get over it as the season progresses. I mean, regular spring training is about six weeks. They had three weeks of summer camp, and a lot of that was just facing their own guys. They just had those three exhibitions against Cleveland. So 
maybe they don't really get started until mid-August, you know, as hitters. But I look at someone like Josh Bell, who the Brewers had a very clear game plan for him. You know, it was the low outside, breaking and mm-hmm. off-speed stuff. He just couldn't square it up all series. That's what they always do to him. So I don't know how much of these early season struggles are. They have really good scouting reports on the Pirates. And, you know, these are, are going to be mostly teams in their division. And they know these hitters well and how much of it is just early season rust, getting up to speed, getting the timing. Like someone like Polanco, I'm willing to buy. That's just timing. I mean, he missed a half of summer camp and he came in basically cold. Okay. It, it makes sense that he's not all the way up to a 98 mile per hour fastball. But for someone like Bell, who looked really good in the exhibitions, for him to all of a sudden get cold, I think that might be more in the scouting and preparedness than it is, you know getting ready for the season what's your what's your approach or what's your opinion on on Shelton and how he's handled these first couple series because there's a lot of criticism you know Dayon he's been chirping on his podcast about it um and I mean and rightfully so I've just there were times I was sitting there I'm thinking like what are we doing here um but we we almost made it a week before mm -hmm. the Shelton criticisms (laughs) began on game from DK and the comment section uh the whole point of this season, even though the playoff spot, you know, is enticing and everything, it's to learn what they have, to get better, to find out if someone like Nick Turley, if he's facing Christian Yelich with the bases loaded, that left-on-left matchup, can he win? That's the main thing that this season is going to be taken from. And I think in that regard, Shelton has done well. I, I get the why are you changing up the lineup so much early on? Shouldn't these guys be as fresh as they're going to be this season instead of, you know, trying to pace it out, you know, so late September you don't have a bunch of guys who are just gassed like they were last year. It's six games. I mean, I agree. clubhouse is in. That win Tuesday night I think was very impressive. That was, I think, a product of that loose clubhouse. And, you know, they say, hey, you know – don't count us out and you can be like okay yeah whatever that was a good show don't tell hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Alex, let's talk about some national stuff right now and not involving the Nationals, but of course, he's making the face. Um, of course, we're, I, I want to ask you about what went down between the Dodgers and the Astros because all throughout the uh, COVID, all throughout this offseason, everyone, once that Houston Astros non-punishment was doled out, everyone was talking about how there's going to be retribution to be had this year. And Joe Kelly, the pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, certainly put that on a couple nights ago. He came out, he was throwing high on, on, on some of the Astros p- players. And then, um, uh, you know, when he struck out, I believe it was Carlos Correa, and uh, he, he you, know, you know, made threw some insults his way, and Correa had some words back at him, and then he made the face that you've been making. Um, and then he said, you know, some, some more curse words at him, and it, it caused some tension there in that game. But now Joe Kelly's been suspended for, I think, eight games now. Um, 
And there's a lot of talk about, you know, what are we really doing here? Because the MLB wouldn't punish these guys for cheating. And now you're punishing the guys who are coming after them because they got off for cheating. What's your take when you see all of this and the temperament of the days that we're in? I mean, I've been very critical of how Manfred handled that investigation. And I'm not, not even necessarily that he had to grant the players immunity to, you know, get what he felt was good information, but how that was basically all the investigation was. Like, hey, come in here. You have immunity. Now admit it. I'm not going to check with anyone else, you know, scouts honor here. It was, it was a bad investigation. I think the way the investigation was handled is the extra layer to it. Like, if they would have stripped the World Series – or punish the players, I think there would have been less bitterness in, in towards that. But since there was basically nothing except a, a couple figureheads being fired and suspended, which greatly won't affect the individuals on the team for this whole year, it was – I see why players are like, yeah, it's my turn to take it on. That being said, it is – ridiculous that we are still having you know people throw pitchers heads at whatever it, that's just stupid it's dumb it's 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 barbaric it's you could really hurt someone what is the end game there no it's ridiculous and I can not let pass the irony that Joe Kelly wasn't on those 2017 Dodgers. Instead, he was on the 2018 Red Sox, another team that <laughs> stole a World cheated. Series from the Dodgers <laughs> by cheating. My goodness. <laughs> of all people. That is the beautiful irony of this. I mean, it, and it's just like, first of all, Boston and cheating, is that's just that just goes with the way it goes. But, I mean, it, baseball just has a ton of irony in it, man. And you're, you're right. I agree with you about the throwing at people's heads. I understand when it's time to stand up for your, for your guys, if your guys yeah. aren't being protected. But this is a situation where, look, you're mad at them because they got off. I, I get that there's, that there's frustration there. But, you know, like you said, what's the end game here? You actually do hit Carlos Correa in the head and he suffers a serious injury. And then, I, then where, where are we at? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I agree with you there. I, I think that baseball, it's policing itself. There's romanticism for that for a lot of old school fans because they remember some of the good old nucks of the day and, and or even recent ones where like or, Odor, you know, clocked Jose Batista at second base. But, um, but all in all, it's like how have, has this sport not progressed past this kind of culture despite it being maybe the oldest league of the four majors? in the u.s so i have a bone to pick not with you just with the internet in general because well you are in the internet in general so maybe this is a little directed towards you Cardi. what did i joe do Mus well you are on the internet that's your call joe musgrove has pitched relatively well this year i mean two starts where one more out it qualifies as a quality start most of the way through was looking pretty darn good. Lots of swing and miss. Couple, just one or two mistake pitches over the course of the game. Actually, yep. specifically two, both games, and they both left the yard. <laughs> Not great, but two serviceable starts. I put on Twitter, again, 
on on Wednesday night. Joe Musgrove, he looked good. Problem is, Woodruff looked better. Why does everyone assume that means Joe Musgrove is an ace? <laughs> so wait, 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 no, hold on, hold on. I, in defense of the internet, it sounds like the problem is that you didn't put enough context in your tweet, my good man. Because I didn't put any context in it. I didn't say Joe Musgrove not an ace, has looked pretty well. But if I, I feel like if I don't put those three words, it's like, ah, oh, he's, he's not an ace. He's not A.J. Burnett. He's not – it's like, what, what's going on here? First of all, we, I want to make it clear that I never attacked you, though I'm about to – Not you. No, no, right I'm just blaming it. you for being <laughs> one of 1,000 people that I follow on the Twitter or whatever. You're in the Twitter biosphere with me, so everyone's taking a little bit of blame on this one. Hold on, I'm, I'm I'm going. I'm looking for your for your thing here to comment and uh, and, uh, and and say wow. It was also it, in the live file comments. I, I got like felt like five or six. It was the exact same comment. Like not an ace. It's like, who who said? Where did I say that? Where did anyone say that? Who who has hey, said Joe Musgrove is an ace? Welcome to sports coverage. I mean, but no, but oh, I feel man. you. I, I, it happens to me a lot when I say something that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had a bad game. Oh, you think he should be fired? I never said that. People take everything to the extreme. But to your point, I think it – but, uh, Alex, some of this you know, is normal sports fandom because sports fans – the fan – the word is derivative of fanatic, which means they take things to the tenth degree, nth degree. But on top of that, Pirates fans are hurt, man. I mean, you and I know this. They've gone, they've gone through the wars. They're tired of seeing the same things. Some they're going to react. Some are reacting. And I'm not saying they're justified attacking you for your tweet, even though I'm still looking for this tweet so I can attack it. Because um, <laughs> uh, believe me, when I find this tweet, Alex, it's going to be all over your mentions. Yeah, it, I'm gonna be like, I can't believe it. you think he's an ace. <laughs> And someone, people are going to see on Twitter. They're going to be like, wow, I guess Carter's just going off a day later, not knowing the context of it. But I like that point about the fanatics. What, I, I, let's bring the Steelers into this, too, so you're not just stuck talking baseball the entire time with me. What is wrong with, the, with saying something is pretty good? What is wrong with saying Vince Williams is a pretty good linebacker? No, and I, the, I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah. And, and that's why I empathize. That this goes across through all sports. If, if a player isn't doing everything, if they aren't the best in their position, even when they are the best in the position, Antonio Brown was the best receiver in football, and people still criticized everything he did even before he went crazy. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you on that because you can acknowledge, and this is what we do as, as writers of the sports that we cover, of people that break down the game and look for the, the different details – we acknowledge where things are, where things are are looking positive. For example, I used to say, and bringing that football in, I used to say, "Hey, man, Bud Dupree's working on some things. He's getting there." And people were like, "You're crazy. He'll never do anything." And then this year, lo and behold, he goes rips off a, a great year for the Steelers in uh, in, in twenty nine in twenty nineteen, and shows that he can produce at a level that him and Watt would make make them pick maybe the best edge rushing pair in the NFL. But um, the same thing goes for Musgrove. All you're doing, so fans, I'm talking to you. I'm a, I'm defending Alex now. I'm not, although I will attack his tweet. Um, but in defense of, of Alex, Musgrove is working on things. The man's not saying that he's that he's great and that he's about to take over the league. But what he is saying is like, hey, here are the positive aspects to his game. 
The Pirates have a long way to go. Everybody knows that. But the few things that, that we can take away right now is that we are looking for the guys that are putting in the work that are going to be part of the building blocks to whatever they build in the very near future. And if Musgrove is putting more positive things together, maybe then he's part of that picture. And I think that's all that Alex is saying. He's not saying he's A.J. Burnett. He's not saying he's Liriana when, he's, when he was actually good. You know, uh, you know he's, he's, not, he's not going down any one of those lines. He's just saying, hey, you know what? These are the positive aspects of his game. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what? I needed a guy who writes classroom, you know, to back up the mountain visit guy here. So I appreciate that, Carter. That's Don't send the tweet, too. please. 